Today on a chilling episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that some believe could conjure up the spirit of B. Arthur. Yes, be yourself may suddenly appear in your home at inappropriate times, saying nothing but giving you a disapproving stare, such as when you are all alone using those toys in your nightstand, when showering, when talking to your pets, when making love, when eating a ham sandwich, when making love to your pets, when showering and making love to your pets and filming it for TikTok, and other strange and unexpected moments you never thought you would share with the demonic spirit of B. Arthur. Don't say I didn't warn you. Is a small child communicating with her now-deceased cousin through dreams? Or is it something else trying to gain the trust of an unsuspecting little girl? That story and more, today, on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802. Or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You're about to enter the world of the unknown, and quite possibly, the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That indeed it is. Welcome to the program. Be sure to press subscribe wherever you download podcasts. And now you can become an EPP member through Apple Podcasts. That's right. All you have to do is uh, click that subscribe button to get all the uh, extra bonus content. Right there through Apple Podcasts, get the EPP bonus episodes, the advanced episodes, all of it commercial free. The archive is there for you as well. Become an EPP now through Apple Podcasts. Even try three days free. Yes, go be an EPP for three days. Try it out and then uh, become a, a yearly subscriber or a monthly subscriber. Of course, you can also always do that in other places too if you're not on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can do it uh, through ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. There you can get all the same uh, content, access to the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, commercial free. It's all there for you. We thank you for that support. Tony and Carol Hughes with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? The judgmental B. Arthur ghost kind of made me laugh because I just saw her as Dorothy mm-hmm. and it made me laugh. Just, yeah, judgmental Dorothy staring at you while you're eating a ham sandwich, making love to your pets. <laughs> <laughs> and there's B. Arthur. You know what it kind of sounds like? <laughs> you know, these, these random AI art generators, have you seen these online? No. Where you can type in something and then artificial intelligence creates the painting of it by oh that's funny so i wonder what that would be what that would look like through an artificial intelligence uh paint renderer um i may look that up a little bit later uh during a phone call i didn't even know that existed oh it's spooky it's it's spooky what what you can type in and suddenly boom you have art and it's and it's all completely unique. It's just how the, what, cause it's based on what you're typing in and you can spin it a couple different ways too. Like if you don't like the way it rendered with that one, it'll go back out there, grab what it thinks represent what you just told it to create. And it will do it again. I look, I typed in like Titanic and giant, you know, giant octopus and it generates an image of the Titanic or what it thinks is the Titanic. And it was pretty close uh, and a giant octopus uh, with its tentacles going over the side of the ship. Uh, oh, that's anything. cool. You can like put in like um, 
Michael Jackson uh, clown and will make my, uh, a clown of Michael Jackson or it, whatever. I mean, it's it possibilities are endless of wasting time on these things. Oh my God. I think I could do that all day. Yeah. It's, I thought about starting to use some of those for graphics on the program, which I probably will as it gets a little bit better, but it's spooky. Spooky. What? Cause my car can drive itself. Art now Chris created by itself. Uh, the voiceover people that I use aren't real people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, my car cannot drive itself, but I do have a backup camera. And I have driven a car recently that didn't have one. And I realized, like, I'm just backing up, waiting for my car to start beeping. And I'm no. like, shit, I got <laughs> Yeah. It's, like, you just forget. You forget like, all I those just put things. It, and I go to look and then, and I'm just backing up and I'm looking at what is just the radio. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like I just backed up. There could have been a kid back there for all I know. And there probably was. And now they're looking for the vehicle. Well, not anymore. Which ran him over. Uh, it's, now it's scary. My I, I didn't even know what my car did until I started driving it. I was on the highway one day and I'm like, okay, cruise control. And I turn it on and then there's this little icon of a green wheel that pops up over it. Like, okay, maybe that just means it's on or something. And then I start noticing Oh my God, my car is steering itself. Oh my God, my car is slowing down uh, for the vehicles in front of me based on what it's seeing. And I'm not kidding. I mean, you, they you they do want you to keep your hands on the wheel. If you do it, if you take them off too long, it will start, alarms will start going off and then you got to put your hand on the wheel. Oh, that's good. Um, but what I just do is just put my you know fingers around the um, the wheel loosely and just let the wheel do its thing. And it's fucking creepy as shit. And it steers pretty well. The places where it doesn't is where there's not clear lines on roads. Some country roads are kind of rough. But the highway, very good, which is scary because, you know, there's a lot of other vehicles typically on the highway. Uh, but I, I experimented a little bit one day. I was out really early. There was nobody where I was driving. And I just kind of did it. Like, w watched it do its thing. And my hands are right there, but it was like, oh, and it does turns. It's all that shit. It's scary. That is crazy. Yeah. Like we're a few steps away from, you know, typing in, take me here. And I think that's going to happen within our life. I, we're not going to get the flying car, but we're going to get the one that put it in Google Maps and you can sit there and. Be uh, spending more time on your social rather than driving. Watch a movie, kick back, take a nap. Until suddenly, boom, you get hit by one of those vehicles that's not being driven. I think it's going to be a mess for a while, quite a list. I think it's going to be a mess. It'll it'll work itself out, but, you know, there'll be plenty of these stories of, you know, murdered by a semi that's being driven by itself and, that's a spooky one. Then eventually it will be grandma. You used to have to drive your own car. Yes, it will be. Really? It will be. That's a, yeah, it's freaky. Uh, but the, um, uh, what were we just talking? We we're talking about the, uh, self-driving car. So oh, the, the semi thing, um, the flying cars, the flying oh. car, no, semis. Um, have you ever seen a self-driving semi? I have not. It's spooky. I don't think so. 
I've seen like one and it's because there's some areas that are authorized to like test these sort of things. I don't know how you live right where Walmart headquarters yeah. are. So they'd be tested. So we see all stuff. sorts of weird shit around here. Uh, like our, our Walmarts have airports. They do. There's like, there's, they're doing drones and they're doing airplanes, tiny airplanes and tiny drones fly over our area now and with Walmart boxes and they fall from the sky. Yeah. They're dropping off packages. Yeah. It's so crazy. Freaking weird. Um, but uh, I, I did see a semi like that once and I looked up I'm like, I don't see anybody. And I mean, as far as I could tell, I mean, unless that was a super short driver, but from what I could see, uh, there was nobody driving that truck. It was like, I thought dual. they legally had to have somebody in the car. It was like dual. Maybe there was, and I wow. didn't see them, but there was nobody behind that wheel. So I don't know what? what I was seeing or what I was witnessing. Maybe there. it's when he dropped his phone. He was watching the movie. on. Maybe he was back in the back taking a nap and just letting the truck do it. Maybe it's a, it, was, it, was a, it wasn't even anything but technology. It was a demonically possessed truck that drives itself and chases people down. Hmm. That could be a movie. <laughs> Maybe. Has that ever but been done before? I wonder if it's ever been done before. Maybe. Maybe I witnessed Duel itself. I don't know, but it's been updated since the uh, the original movie came out. Was there a, a, a modern update to Duel? I don't know. Or was there just it the old like one? It seems like there should be, but I don't know. I don't know if there was or not. I don't know. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. We would love to uh, to hear your ghost stories. Uh, let's jump over here to today's episode and uh, jump into a letter. Of course, you can write in as well at uh, realghoststoriesonline.com. It uh, starts out, uh, hey, Tony and gang, my name is Lorraine. I'm writing in from Corpus Christi, Texas. My story is about how my daughter, age two when she passed, came back to tell us she was okay. My daughter, Alian, passed away at the age of two, Christmas Eve 2019. She was just three weeks shy of her third birthday. We were living in Beaumont, Texas at the time, and we came down to a visit family in Corpus Christi. Fast forward, moved back home in May of 2020 where she's buried, but we had not been visited by her after her passing, which I found odd because when my dad passed, he let us know he was around. Anyway, we were on vacation at the lake on the 4th of July in 2021 with my husband's family, and I checked my phone and see notifications from a friend who was trying to get a hold of me. She called my husband and needed to speak to me right away. Then she proceeded to tell me that she believes my daughter, Alian, visited her daughter, Emma, in her dream. This is a conversation between our friend and her daughter. Mind you, she is about four and a half years old, the age my daughter would have been. Mommy, I want to go back to the place Alian showed me. Alian, says her mom. Do you mean Elena, your cousin? No, Mommy, Elian. She said she fell asleep and woke up in a beautiful place that had flowers everywhere, and she has her own unicorn up where she can fly around. What else did she say, Emma, said our friend. She said she can watch her mommy and daddy from up there, and she misses them, but she's happy where she is. She gave me a flower. She's so nice, Mommy. I want to go back. This is where my friend called us frantically because Elian and Emma never met. 
We met Emma and her mom when we moved back home in 2020, but we feel that since they come around a lot, Emma is sensitive to spirits, and Leanne must have gotten attached to her since they're the same age. Emma visited our daughter's grave during her anniversary, and everyone that said they could see her playing patty cake and talking to someone. But she sat alone the whole time. We know Leanne and Emma have a connection with their souls. I hope you read this so other parents who have lost a child know that they are okay and are somewhere beautiful after they pass. I have another story. We believe we caught her spirit on our ring camera. I'll submit that one soon. Thank you, Tony, for this platform. Thoughts on that? Oh, wow. That's a beautiful story. It is. Like, I can't even, I can't even begin to imagine what it'd be like to lose a child. I can't. Yeah. And and to go through that kind of pain and and, and the constant, you know, because when you lose anyone, there's that constant, you know, are they okay? What happened? Like, because they're gone. It's like mm-hmm. they just disappeared and they're gone. And, and so there's a million questions. And to get something like that would be a gift. You know, especially coming from someone who wasn't never even knew the girl and and to have her know exactly who she's talking about. And the name is a little unique as well. It's not just like someone that may be in class or whatnot. And then to to say that and to have these messages that make total sense. Yeah. Like, that's just beautiful. You know, and it would be, you know, I think a child's perspective would be different than an adult's perspective. Like you wouldn't tell a little four-year-old girl, you know, you'd be on a unicorn. You would be doing, I'm watching my mom and dad and, you know, I miss them, but I'm happy. And like, my God, that's like a gift to those parents. Yeah. I can't even... Can't even imagine that. No, that was really cool. Dang, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that one. 855-853-4802 is our number. If you want to write in your story like that one was, just go to our website, realghoststoriesonline.com, and you can write in right there. Let's go to our next one. It says, I've had several paranormal events in my life, and I've been told that I am sensitive to the presence of spirit as well as in time. I've learned this for myself. The story I want to tell you today is about the place I work. I'm a night janitor in a very old building. I believe construction was complete in 1911. I knew from my first night there that I was not really alone, picking up on different energies on each of the six floors. Most are quiet and stay away, but there are a couple that like to get up to mischief. My first experience happened in the basement where I keep my cleaning supplies, etc., as I was getting my cart ready for the evening, I got the feeling that there was someone in the basement with me. A real person, not spirit. But I was oh so wrong. On a side note, every time they make themselves known, I have no idea and fail to pick up on the presence. There are two bathrooms in the basement, original to the date of the building, so old that one of the, urinal, the urinals in the men's room is out of order and cannot be fixed due to how old. Anyways, I hear the stall door to the ladies' room banging open and shut again. When I realized it wasn't a living person, I quickly grabbed my phone to start taking video. As I'm filming, I heard the plunger 
and the room fall over. I started to walk towards the ladies' room, but the noises subsided. I pad my camera around, hoping to catch something on video. As I'm doing that, the water turned on in the men's room. So I quickly rushed to the room, but chickened out from going in as you have to enter the bathroom and go around into the dark corner where the sink is. I have the video, but unfortunately the sound quality isn't very good and it didn't pick up much. I'll try to upload it so you and the listeners can watch. They can hear the noises better than I did. Another event was on the second floor, which is an ESL school. The chap who hangs out there likes to follow me around into the classrooms and for some weird reason really likes hanging out in the bathroom as well. I've gotten the feeling that he's an older gent, almost like a caretaker. Maybe he's making sure I'm doing my job properly. There's a cafeteria on this floor with a front door at the beginning of the hallway and a back door at the end of the hallway. I had both doors open and was making my way through the front of the cafeteria when all of a sudden I heard a door slam. I wasn't aware of which one and quite honestly, I thought it was one of my coworkers or possibly one of the instructors coming back for something. Again, the old man's spirit hadn't perked my sensitivity at all this night. I looked around the school for someone, but I was alone. And that rushing, frightful feeling came back. That feeling that makes the hair on your neck stand up. I walked down the hallway to the back door, and sure enough, it was closed. The other people who have worked in the building... I've had experiences including a full body apparition and a short older Asian lady, which would make sense being that in the 1940s and 50s, there used to be a snack and coffee stand in the lobby ran by a husband and wife. This happened to be of Asian descent. Anyways, I have many more stories and we'll write in again. Not an EPP yet, but I'm hoping to be one soon. Love, 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 love you and your show best out there keep up the wonderful work you do until next time thoughts and all that so did he or she i'm assuming he say there was a video like did you get the video i do not have it was never uploaded um i know he said he said it wasn't great quality though as well but i don't uh, i don't have it but because man that would creep me out, though. I I would I don't know if I'd really want to watch it because it's like it'd creep me out. Be an interesting but, uh, reality show janitor for a night at like really haunted locations. You know, but over the years, there's been a lot of people who work in creepy places at night that oh, we've yeah. heard from. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and if you're gonna be in the the prison. That was built in 1750, uh-huh. you know, okay, maybe in the U.S. 1850, but still, yeah. Um, you know, it's a pretty creepy ass place and somebody's got to be working there at night. Exactly. It's just, I, don't, I couldn't do it. And, you know, you get, every place needs a janitor at night if you got to, you know, sure. you can't clean it necessarily with everybody in it. You go in after hours. Exactly. That's just. How that works. I'm just I tell you, one night like that though, toilets, water, all that stuff starts happening in the bathroom. I would have to be like this. Yeah. Sorry, I tried. Too much. I tried to work there. 
I wanted to stay to the end of my shift, but it wasn't worth it. <laughs> I'll find another job. I was afraid I was going to get possessed and die. Yeah. I would just be so terrified. Uh, I, I could see this being a uh, a game show, though, of some sort, where um, I'm trying to think. It's uh, janitor possession Stop or something. Stop music. Yep. Like, are you the next janitor to survive the night in this penitentiary? And it's like some penitentiary or something horrible, maybe a place like where there was a murder. And basically, we... Uh, they, you don't just go in there and clean, but that is your job. Your job is to go in and clean. And it's not just like, oh, we'll see what happens. We've actively recruited seven members from the Church of Satan, and they've been up to their witchy crafts all week long inside animal sacrifices and all sorts of shit that would like conjure shit up. Um, and yeah, I've just, you, you really rig it, uh, like literally, uh, but not with props, but just with horrible juju. Uh, and uh, then you send the, you're a janitor for the night. You got to clean it and go to all these rooms and all these horrible things done in them. And um, yeah, and just see how it goes. <laughs> or like on those really creepy places, like you're the only person in here all night. Mm -hmm. And it was an insane asylum back in the day, but now it's a cute little um, like, uh, gift shop, sort of mall, yeah, boutique place. And so, but you have to stay in here. And if you can stay in here every night for a month, you will get the job as janitor and we will pay you $150,000 a year. Yeah. People will be like, dang, that's yeah. good money for a janitor. Mm -hmm. I'm signing up for that. Hell, I'd sign up for that for $150,000 a year. And that would be a really cheap show because like the grand prizes, you just get a job and we pay you pretty well. Here, here's one. This is where a couple shows up uh, to like a nice romantic little cottage uh, getaway. And then they're met at the door by the other like, yes, you know, you're welcome to, to come and stay here at this cottage. Uh, or we have another one you can go to right over here. That's uh, even a little bit nicer, but not haunted. But if you want to stay in the one you booked, you're welcome to, but know this. And then like, there's people coming out you know, with the animal sacrifices and the horns and, uh, you know, inverted crucifixes. Um, know this, like the, the church of Satan has been practicing in there all week. And this was the site where seven, where seven people were murdered in 1988, uh, and sacrifice this horrible shit. But it's all it's all worked up now. Joanna Gaines did the interior. A lot of shiplap. <laughs> of course and she did. So it looks very it looks very farmhouse chic. And uh no one's ever stayed the night. They've always had horrible things happen or they, they got freaked out and they everybody has left. But if you can stay the night, we'll give you one hundred thousand dollars. And but you gotta really play up the horrible, horrible shit and how no one's ever done it. And and then stories about what happened to those who did survive. Like one couple immediately got divorced and one has been locked up in an asylum ever since. <laughs> and then it'd be like, yeah, but our marriage is so strong. We'll make it. Exactly. Or will you? Well, they came out and one suddenly turned to a swinger. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like, what happened? Instead of being terrified, it's like, I would have sex with everybody. (laughs) (laughs) It's not my husband anymore. So, yeah, there's there's some ideas uh, for any reality show producers. There you go. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at uh, Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's jump over to this call. Hi, let's hear your ghost story. Hi, this is Steve from Las Vegas, Nevada. And I got a two-parter for you. One is when I was a kid, I think I was about six or seven years old. I lived in this house that had a long hallway. At one end of the hallway was the garage. The other end of the hallway was my mom's room. And then there was my room and my brother's rooms. Anyways, at nighttime when I was about to go to sleep, I would be sitting in bed and I would hear these footsteps and they were just like boom, boom, boom on the roof. And it would go from the garage all the way to my mom's room. And this happened almost every single night. And one night I went into my mom's room and I said, do you not hear that? And she said, I don't hear what, what am I supposed to be hearing? And I couldn't explain it to her. And I just went back to bed. But as the footsteps would get in over my mom's room, I would hear this evil, evil laugh, like (laughs) something like that. And one night I started to pray. And that night I believe the Holy Spirit uh, brought down one of his angels and this person said, leave this child alone. And I never heard it again. And now here's the second uh, part of my story, which about two and a half years ago, my father had passed away. Now, he was in hospice and uh, they had a morphine drip on him so he would go comfortably. And that night I worked graveyard and after I got off work, I went and visited my stepmom who was with him and he was sleeping comfortably. And so my stepmom said, you know, go home, get some sleep. I'll let you know if anything happens. About 5.30, I woke up and I knew that my father had passed. And I was getting text messages from everyone that knew my father or knew me. And so I got in my car, I rushed over, and sure enough, my father had passed away. Uh, stayed with my stepmom for about another hour and her kids came over to uh, pick her up and take her home and I said you know what I'm going to stay with with my father and I did and my father loved sports so the only sports channel that I could find 
on this TV was an old Knights game where they played the San Jose Sharks. And, uh, well, maybe 15, 20 minutes into it, the TV started to go haywire. Like the signal was coming in and out. And my father's voice came through the TV or somewhere near the TV. And it said, Steve, I love you and I will miss you and tell Karen that I love her and that I'm going off to heaven now. And that gave me such a warm and happy feeling that my father was going to be okay. And what I really wanted to say was really <laughs> just joking around with my father, even though he's already passed. And I wanted to hear him say, like, you little shit, like he used to say when I was a kid. But uh, still, it, it uh, gave me such a warm and happy feeling that my father was going to be okay. And then I heard his voice for the very last time. Anyways, um, that's my story. And uh, I hope to hear it on your podcast one night. I thoroughly enjoy your guys' podcast. And uh, thank you very much for uh, letting me share my story with you guys. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. What's your thoughts on that two-parter there? Part two. Okay. So talk about another, that's like the first story tonight. Like that would kind of freak me out. Mm-hmm. But if it's my dad's voice that I'm hearing, like that would be so comforting. Sure. And like the way he took it. Like, so again, like what a gift that was. Yeah. You know, to hear your dad say that. And especially, you know, when people are in hospice, they, very often at the end, you know, they're not able to speak at all. And so to hear, be able to hear his voice. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's amazing. And yeah, so that's a big gift. And the first part, like, I think that's interesting because obviously the mom couldn't hear it mm-hmm. ever, but then it was like, you know, call it what you will, a guardian angel or somebody watching out for him that's like, you know, quit freaking this kid out. Yep. You're done. You know, and I'm like, that's kind of awesome too. Mm-hmm. Is that then it stopped. And I just think, I thought both of those are really cool stories. Yeah, a lot of interesting stories on today's episode that all kind of seem to have uh-huh. their own little kind of, you know, moments that connected them almost, but that's it's interesting how that comes together here. If you have a ghost story, share it with us. Go to realghoststoriesonline.com or 855-853-4802. Be sure to press subscribe wherever you download podcasts. And hey, become an extra podcast person. Get access to the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, and more. Try it for three days free right now on Apple Podcasts or sign up at patreon.com slash realghoststories or our website, ghostpodcast.com to become an extra podcast person. Until next time, for Carol, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.